You are listening to We Woke Up Like This. I'm Reverend Joya. And I'm Reverend Celia. And we We are loyal to loving and supporting soul awakening in every human being. On this episode of We Woke Up Like This, Celia and I discuss the second half of chapter four, The Thread of Desire. Grab your notebook. Hello, beautiful listeners. This is Reverend Joya. Hi, beautiful listeners. This is Reverend Celia. Back together again. Here we are. Yay. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too. It's oh so good gosh. to be back. I was, as we opened up our chapter, we're on, um, if you're following along, we are on lesson four, following the thread of desire on page 51. And we're going to start with our second half of this chapter, which is desire links you to the will of God. But I had circled the paragraph before, or the, yeah, this paragraph sentence that it says, have you ever felt that feeling that you're putting more energy into staying constricted than you are into allowing expansion? Why, yes, I have. Why, yes, I have too. And And doesn't that just feel so sucky? And in fact, (laughs) I would say that the energy of staying constricted is far greater than the energy of expansion. Yeah. Expansion is fun. Well, if you allow it to be. Yes. But it's in the allowance of like, of the flow of it. Completely. You know, and yesterday I had my um, session with my coach and I realized like she asked me what I'm, what do I celebrate? What are my accomplishments that I have in my life that I'm proud of? Mm -hmm. And so I started making this list and I thought, you know what I'm really the most proud of is I said, I have this beautiful ability that. I am really good, and I know you are too, Celia, at this, is taking, I'm really great at making the invisible visible. So taking something from a complete idea to Mm -hmm. creating it in the world. Yes, I am good at that too. Yes, you are. And we just do it in different ways. We do it in totally different ways. But so interesting. And that's manifesting, right? That's the whole concept. Actually, okay, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's manifesting. It's taking the invisible and making it visible. I've never really put it like that inside of myself. So just, oh, just you saying that, my heart feels so joyful. Congratulations on realizing you're a master manifester. Yeah. And you know what? It's true. I am. Like, I don't necessarily, um, I don't like to draw. Right. I know. I don't. I don't. I, I actually don't like it at all. I'm more of a free free um, hand painter kind of. Yeah. It's just like well, the way my creativity works. But in my mind, I can see things in like the three, the four and the five completely done in and out and like what the texture needs based on how the light works and the color that it gets to be and just yeah. like there's all this stuff that happens in my eye. Celia's brain for creating beautiful spaces. It it comes to me supernaturally, like yeah. literally. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that needs. Something needs to drop from the ceiling, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, or I need to paint something on the ceiling in that corner to bring it forward. There's different levels and planes of existence in the space, and I can mm. see them. And I've always been able to do that since I was little, right? And then that's the that's the power of manifesting. But I didn't have any idea. No, exactly. So fascinating. Well, nobody does, and that's why. But people always say I'm not creative. I'm like everything uh, you do is creating. It is it's everything true. is creating. It's what's allowing us to move the creativity. So I realized in that conversation with her that I thought, you know, Mm. what makes me different than a lot of people when it comes to taking an idea, something from a night, a lot of people just get the idea, but then they, they get stuck. They don't do anything Mm. with it Mm -hmm. versus being able to take an idea and create it. And I realized that it was my, my wonder that I have Mm. my level of curiosity. And that my first question is always not how, Mm -hmm. because that's a disempowering question. I don't know how. I know my question is always, I wonder what, I wonder what I need to do. I know, I wonder yeah. what I need to find. That's so funny. Cause I ask my, myself, like when I'm in a space, like what's that space need? See, you know, yeah. I wonder how I can make this better. Your brain won't be able to answer that question. Yeah. But if I say, I wonder what, what uh-huh. or I wonder who, 
Right. I wonder who I know who has the answer to this question. I wonder who I know who knows somebody who's already doing this. I wonder who. Wonder. Mm. So it's the wonder that makes it wonderful. <laughs> wonder fulfilled. Right. Wonder fulfilled. <laughs> yes. I, I said it on purpose. Yes. I, I could feel where I know you were you going. Did. So I know funny. you did. Oh my gosh. And my point in, in having this brief conversation about that was about this question. Have you ever had that feeling you're putting more energy into staying constricted mm-hmm. than you are? into allowing expansion and staying constricted is that argument for your smallness. It's that shame inducing guilt. It's the, Mm. it's the bad habits. It's the self-sabotage. It's all, it's the excuses. Limitation. Yeah. And then we, and then you don't realize it and you don't maybe don't feel the energy of the constriction until you get to be way older. And then you're like, Oh my God, what did I do with my whole life? What have I done with my time? I have said nothing but regrets now. Well, well ugh, yuck. Doesn't that, isn't that, can you feel the constriction of that? I, I totally can feel it and uh, it feels yucky. It does. And, and, and I would say that there's the opportunity that this is actually where the magic lies. And I know it because I've done it. Yes. Yes. Where exactly. you take that yucky thing and you make it so beautiful. It's like either way, there's fear, right? So no matter fear, what, you're on you're on the tightrope. You're on the tightrope. And what are you going to do? Are you going to take the step or are you going to jump off? And I love- And have to climb that pole again. Exactly. And I love the acronym that I came up with for fear last week when we were talking about fear and the whole idea of, you know, people always say, befriend your fear, befriend your fear. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, we've all heard fear acronym of um, false evidence appearing real or F everything and run or whatever. The what? Is. Fear, the acronym. I'm like, F everything and run? Yeah. I've never heard that. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run. No, you can't run. No, and you cannot hide. That's spiritual bypass in a sentence. Hilarious. Bypass. What's your acronym? My acronym is it's a friendly expansion and alignment reminder Mm. that I'm like, okay, there's that fear of growth. And that's a good fear. It's a fun feeling. It's like, Ooh, it's so instead of feeling fear, that's paralyzing. I feel the fear of excitement of like when you get on a roller coaster and you don't know, you know, it's going to be fun, but you don't know what's going to happen. Well, and what I love about that is like how the body holds frequency, right? Like the body is the only thing that doesn't lie. You can, your mouth can say some stuff your brain is thinking, (laughs) but your body your body can't lie. Energy doesn't lie. The energy does not lie. So when you get that gut feeling, some people mm. call it the gut feeling. Yes. Got to listen to the gut feeling. <laughs> In the feeling. The fun is, of the feeling. Yes. The fun of the feeling, which is what I think you're talking about. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. And it's you. So now we're talking about utilizing the heart brain and the gut brain together, together with the head brain on the highway, which this goes along the lines with the, the episode I just did on the nafsha about how the nafsha communicates to you is through your body. Those constricted feelings are telling you you're going in the wrong direction. Con- constriction isn't like, hey, good job. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> it's like, hold up. What are you doing? Yeah, constriction <laughs> is like you're headed toward death. When things constrict, they're dying. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Things are expanding, they're growing. That's right. Yeah. Heart attack, for example, when your heart starts to do its thing and it's seizing up. But why is it seizing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's such an opportunity to put the brakes on and just be like the noticing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like in the moment saying, hey, 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 hang on just a second. I'm feeling so tight here in this space. Mm. And it's like, can we just... Can we take a minute and breathe into that, whatever that is, and allow myself to be present to what's happening? <sighs> All right. Lesson four, following the thread of desire. Oh, so okay. So we and are. here we are. And here we are. We're reading The Way of Mastery. For if you're new, um, we invite you to grab your notebook and a pen. Get your book if you've got it. And if you haven't, you might want to order this book because it is life-changing. Mm. And we are on page 51, Desire Links You to the Will of God. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. I think it's beautiful. All right. So desire is creation. Therefore, what you desire is of supreme importance. If you will take a little exercise that we have given you and begin to put it into practice in a very simple way and in a quiet way, you'll begin to get back in touch with the innocence and beauty of the movement of desire. 
you can delight in it. Mm. I think that's what we just talked about. Yeah. And I love that this first sentence yeah. is desire is creation. It is. Beautiful. So beautiful. Can I borrow your pen? Yes. Here you go. Thank you. Do you want the pink one or no, the blue I can one? Have okay. Blue one. Thank okay. You. I can share. Okay. When you have a sexual thought, a sexual desire, why not just be with it? Why not notice what it what it causes to happen in the body? How does your breath change? Does the heart beat faster? Be honest with yourself. Isn't it putting a smile on your face? <laughs> what if you decided to honestly embrace that effect of being perfectly innocent and beautiful? How might your day change if you were not if you did not repress awareness of sexual desire? Hmm. That's a powerful question right there. You'll notice we're not saying you should walk down the street and grab everybody that walks by you. We're talking about allowing yourself the living embrace of exactly what energy is moving through your being. Wow. What I love about this is before we got on today, we were talking about this aspect of myself that wants to come forward. Mind you, I have not read ahead of the book. No. Nope. But this morning I walked in and I said, I feel this energy and its name is Big Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is her right here. I think so, too. So fascinating. Beautiful. Why is this important? I don't know. If you have decided that there are certain energies which are demonic, evil, have the power to distract you from your union with God, you have already decided that there is something beyond the reach of your power, and that is what disempowers you. And so... You take an innocent energy and turn it into a monster that must be feared at all costs. Hmm. And then how often does this monster take over people and they do things they shouldn't do? They swing into the, they take that pendulum of, of the, you know, I think of extremes as being on a pendulum where you're mm -hmm. like, I see either this where I'm chast or it's this where I'm like doing. When there's no equanimity in there. There's no equanimity. Inside of you. Yeah. yeah. I so get this. Yeah. And also too, I, I feel that that energy then of repression can actually lead to suppression. And so then that's when it comes out sideways. Yes, exactly. That, and that's exactly. where like I feel addiction lies and that that's kind exactly of thing. It. So we'll see where this goes because well, I don't know. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yet I say unto you, the mystical transformation that carries you from feeling yourself to be disempowered, a disempowered little drop of foam on the edge of a wave to the sense of freedom and empowered living that flows from the mind of God through you to express only beautiful creations filled with majesty and power and miracles. What takes you from A to B is the willingness to turn to the very energies that move through the mind and the body and to not fear them, but to look upon them with innocence and wonder, with innocence and wonder. Mm. So beautiful. This is the source of the myths that have been told in all creation, in all cultures, excuse me, the night that slays the dragon or kissing the wild beast on the cheek and it becomes a living, loving companion. Your monsters are what you fear and repress because of the judgments you have learned in the world. And the world is only the denial of the kingdom. It is the exact opposite of truth. So you see, if you're sitting in one of those, one of your cathedrals and everyone is saying, oh yes, sexuality is very bad. It will keep you from God. Right away, you should realize if everyone here is fearing sexuality, it must actually be divine. Hmm. Perhaps I would do well to embrace it and love it and master it and not fear it. If someone says unto you, money is the root of all evil, and then sticks out his hand and says, would you please make a donation to our organization? <laughs> Is that not an expression of conflict? Ooh, competing intentions. Yes. So hot. And yet, such conflict permeates the religion and dogmas of the, your world. Don't desire money. Don't desire wealth. But by the way, <laughs> by the way, to keep on this radio station, we'll need you to send us a donation. <laughs> what are we... 
what are we trying to teach you here? What are, what are they in denial of? What are they in denial of? Themselves, essentially, we're just denying ourselves. Isn't that fascinating? Well, it makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, based on my upbringing and the experiences that I've had of late. Mm -hmm. When the earth was birthed from God's holy mind and took on its own form and became an entity just like you, God did not say, well, this is a pretty beautiful planet, but I can only have a solar system just large enough for the earth. <laughs> That's it. We're, we're done. That's it. We're over. Rather, out of joy, God allowed there to come forth solar system upon solar system upon solar system. The birthing of a thousand suns every moment as a field in which this beautiful jewel of a planet could spin. This is true creation. And what quality of solar system have you decided to allow in which the planet of your own awareness can spin and live and express? Whoa. Wow. Wow. I felt that. Mm -hmm. What quality of solar system have you decided to allow in which the planet of your own awareness can spin and express? Wow. Are you feeling like that, that, um, the feeling of the universe within you? And your own awareness being a planet yeah. within that. That's like, I could really feel that. Well, I mean, what mm. I feel is being brought forward here is a different perspective, like of the perspectives we all share and the expression of those ex of those perspectives. And the, this is part of what makes us beautiful. Yeah, because we're all fractals, right? I always think of sacred geometry. And I know. Because I see it in my mind's eye and I, I see like you're a fractal and I'm a fractal. And then within that fractalization of the one source within me, within you is another whole universe. And we get to create and create more fractals <laughs> from us. And we do. It blows my mind. I know me too. Yeah. It's like, wow. We're it's, so in, gosh. we're so in interwoven and connected. If we would just allow ourselves to be. Yeah fully present to the multidimensional consciousness consciousness that's actually taking place on the planet. That's exactly it. And that's why we're doing this work and reading this book to help other people get in touch with that feeling and that energy. Because when we all start creating from that place. Well, wow. and with the truth in mind, with the like truth. within truth in mind, like this part where, oh man, I was reading, but I, the part where it's just like, where you get to live it and love it. Yes. Yeah. Live it and love it. And live not it fear and it. love it and not oh master right it here. here it is yeah perhaps i would do well to embrace it and live it and master it and not fear it and this is this is exactly it right here for me yeah and i oh, i feel full yeah, it's, <laughs> and that's what that's why it's the way of mastery right yeah. it's about self-mastery there is yes. no other mastery well and to nobody have. else can do this work for me that's exactly it i have to answer my own questions i have to heed my own call no matter what the call looks like sometimes it's crazy like go to texas right what because you're a whole universe unto yourself. Yes. Yeah. And this is why we can't make other people bad or wrong for the choices that they choose. Right. Because underneath it, there is love. They're learning something that's within their spiritual curriculum that I have no countenance for because it's not me. That's right. It's the part of me that I don't know. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, desire. Desire is everything. And again, the simple exercise we've given you will begin to free up the blocks within, and you will rediscover the innocence of desire. Mm -hmm. And then you can begin to expand upon it, to take a few moments to learn to live deliberately. What do I truly want? For you see, because your mind shines forth like a sunbeam to the sun from the mind of God, when you use your consciousness to relax into the innocence of the question, what do I truly want? What is in my heart that keeps calling to me and keeps compelling me? Pictures begin to arise. Feelings begin to arise. And they say unto you, they are expressions of and will speak through the symbols that you understand of your world. They are expressions of what God wants to bring forth through you. Boom. That's exactly it. Forth through you. Through you. you. Yes. Oh, every time I look in my heart and every time I allow myself to feel it, what I really want is, 
I want to put my arms around people. Mm. I want to let people know how much I love them. Why fear such a desire? It's too overwhelming. I don't know how I'll be accepted. <laughs> Who cares how you will be accepted? What matters is how you accept yourself. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I wrote an affirmation just the other day, literally. It says, I accept myself and I meet myself exactly where I'm at. Beautiful. I accept myself and I meet myself exactly where I'm at. That's right. It's beautiful. It, there's so much grace in the statement, but this is to that experience. And then you, where, where you meet yourself changes all the time too. That's right. Yeah. Because we're like the weather. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I'm like a tantrum one moment. And there the are many selves within the self. Yes. So fascinating. What if by feeling that desire, new pictures begin to come to you and suddenly you realized what I want to do is join the Peace Corps as an example. Perhaps it is the case that that very decision to go and put yourself in a solar system where you can spin as your own planet, where you can go and be in the Peace Corps could be the very pathway through which you learn to receive the great joy of letting your love out into the world. But if you fear desire, how can you ever know these things? Oh, when I get in touch with my heart, when I allow myself to feel what comes up by asking the question, I want to have so much wealth. Oh, and I see the thought that says, oh no, wealth is bad. But what I want to do is I want to be able to go to every hungry, hungry child on the planet and feed them. That's why I want to be wealthy. Could it not be that the desire to feed the world is God's desire to speak through you, to use you in a way that affects transformation upon your planet? Can you see then that by blocking the feeling of desire, you might just be blocking yourself from hearing what you keep praying for over and over. Father, reveal my purpose to me. You feel the desire and you go, oops, first, excuse me, Father, I have to get rid of this desire. <laughs> desire in the heart is where you will discover the phone line that links you to the will of God that would be expressed through you. And if you don't trust desire, you are literally saying that you have decided not to trust your creator. Hmm. Not something to just be brushed aside. In healing the conflict around desire, know that you know what it truly is. Learn to be patient with yourself. Yes. Oh and, my gosh. I love this. And in doing, in doing the patience with myself, right? Like allows me to be patient with other people. Mm. It's so beautiful because then they can just have the space because wow. we have the space inside to hold it. You know, what's so fascinating about this is in, in this desire, like the feeling of desire and getting touch with desire. Mm -hmm. When I hold, when I do my own visioning exercise and I vision myself and I'm like, what do I desire? What is my biggest desire? Mm -hmm. And my biggest desire is to be in joy and to be on a stage with a whole bunch of people. I love teaching. I love being in big groups of people. I love throwing big festival parties and to follow that desire and like to admit that it's like, that's kind of, then it's like, oh, I shouldn't desire that. I shouldn't <laughs> desire to be on a stage. But maybe that's where God wants me. Well, yeah. Duh. Duh. And yeah. Then, and now I'm doing it. And you are doing it. So that's crazy. But that desire. No, that's is, beautiful. But that desire has always been there. Oh, I love that. Always has been there. I so hear you. My desire has been to be connected and like feel belonging. And what I love about your process and like in just in our ability to be together, right? It That's happening because I belong here and I'm in my belonging Yeah, because I could never be separate even if I wanted to. So fascinating. I love it. And to bring all of my gifts and talents into the connection. Yes. 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 And then to have that pour out. It's a great blessing. It's such a great <laughs> blessing. Oh my gosh. Oh. An exercise in trusting desire. Okay, dear listener, that, yeah, now you get to practice. By the way of a second exercise, and we would suggest that you create a structure by which this can be practiced that fits into your life. Again, it need not take more than 5, 10, or 15 minutes, perhaps three or four times a week. Eventually, you'll be doing this all the time because you'll be creating deliberately. 
Mm-hmm. For just 10 or 15 minutes, set aside your world. Remember that you need do nothing so the world can wait. Relax the body and close the eyes, and it can be of great benefit to let the breath become very deep and rhythmic. It relaxes the nervous system and seduces the controller within your mind, the critic that decides what thoughts are okay and which ones aren't. By the way, the critic is never something you created. It is something you let live in your mind that was made up by a lot of other fearful minds called parents and teachers. As you relax your body and mind, ask yourself, what do I truly want? Observe the images that come without judgment. Notice the feelings in the body and allow this to go on for just a minute or two. Then pause, open the eyes, and write down what you can remember. I saw the image of having 47 sexual partners. I saw the image of having golden coins rain down down upon me so that I have to have an umbrella over my head. I saw huge bowls of ice cream. I I saw myself in a boat on the ocean. Whatever it is, write it down. I noticed that my stomach got tight. I thought I was going to pee my pants. Write it is. Whatever it is, write it down. Then take a deep breath, relax again, and repeat the process. Place the hand so it rests on the heart. Breathe into it a few times and then ask, what do I truly desire? And again, allow the process to be what it is. Do this over and over for a period of 10 or 15 minutes so that you repeat the process at least six or seven times, writing them down. Somebody was telling me that they met a man and that he went through this process that he went to this workshop for like mm-hmm. a whole day mm-hmm. and all they did was sit in a dyad like mm-hmm. us back and forth. And all they did all day long was ask, who are you? And then the person would ask the question, answer the question and then ask it back to the other person. Who are you? Oh, that's so fascinating. Who are you? And they did it all day. And that was not me. Although I see the beauty in that exercise. I do too. I mm-hmm. wish I could remember who it was. And so the man said that at the end of the day, and yeah, it was a man who told, who shared this with me. And he said, at the end of the day, he completely just cracked and broke down and had a sudden spiritual awakening. And he realized I am source. Right. Is what he ultimately came to. And he said that he not only answered the question that way, but that he felt it. Well, maybe that was the point of the exercise itself. Who was it? I remember who it was. It was a man that I met uh, while I was in Dallas at the mm-hmm. E-Women Network. And he is he and his wife were sharing this, this story with me. That's beautiful. And he immediately um, opened up. And now he's like a channel. Uh, he is a channel. He yeah. channels archangels and talks to people like their deceased mm-hmm. relatives and things like that. And oh, before he was like a lawyer or some like total left-brained Mm. thing and he went through this this is what it, this exercise is he reminding is feminine. me of yeah that's and that's what this is reminding me of that if we keep asking ourselves over and over I think this would be fun to do what yeah. do you truly desire and just keep asking mm. each other over and over again mm. I feel a, walk, a workshop coming on I do too so I think um listeners if you have somebody in your life that you could sit with and just over and over say what do you mm-hmm. truly desire mm. what do you truly desire and just keep asking it that maybe the truth of it will come out because a lot of people don't even know what they desire. Well, we're not taught to be in what we desire. Yeah. We're taught to fear desire. You're selfish. You know what? That is the number one situation right there. Like you're not supposed to have your feelings. You're you're selfish. You're not supposed to do this. And it's like, it's like, Actually, it's a projection. Totally a projection. A, yeah. And you're right. I am selfish. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking of me like that's what I was always told with my uh-huh. desires. You're selfish. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Wow. And also, I was always spiritually led at a very young age. I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And so when people say things when you're little, you take them as the imprint, right? It's yeah. an imprintation that happens on, is that a word? Imprintation? Imprint, imprint. It's an imprint on the, on the body of the mind that's not true. Yeah. And so like to clear that is so freeing. I'm just like, Gosh. go for the freedom. That's what my spiritual teacher says. Go yeah. for the freedom. Like, is Go that true? Exactly. And then if it's not true, return it to the sender. Return, return to sender. 
Address unknown. Okay, so let's finish this exercise. And then you know what I'm going to do is record this as a meditation. So let's figure out the rest of the instructions, Uh and then we'll figure out how to make this a meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll figure out how to make it a workshop. This is a totally workshop. This is a workshop. I feel this coming. This is totally a workshop. And you know, maybe you'd like to send us a little note and... Maybe you want it all and maybe you don't want any of it, but we'd be open to your feedback. For sure. That's a beautiful thing to have. Take the piece of paper, perhaps in a journal, and put it aside until the next exercise period. And then again, repeat the process. When you've done this seven times, you will have Mm. seven sheets of paper in which you've gone through this process. And then, and only then, begin to look back through the things that came up. And then ask yourself, what seems to be repeating itself? Where's the pattern? You might notice, well, three times I wanted a big bowl of ice cream and then it seemed to fade away. Twice I had a desire for lovers, but now I notice that I'm really only wanting one lover. Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be, notice the pattern, the thread that seems to run the most throughout the exercise periods. Then imagine that thread to be that energetic link that is tied to one end, at one end to the piece of paper I'm sorry, to the piece of foam at the edge of the wave, and the other is anchored to the depth of the ocean. Mm. Imagine that thread, mm. which is the pattern, to be the energetic link tied to one end of the foam at the end of the wave and the other anchored in the depth of the ocean. And then consider that perhaps if you allowed yourself to move down that thread and begin to put your energy on that to begin to clear up the obstacles within your consciousness that block that desire from being consistently lived from, that by doing so, you would carry yourself from the top of the foam at the edge of the wave into the heart of God. Along that way, everything unlike love would come up for you to release it, and that during the process, You would go through a metamorphosis that would culminate in your being, the living incarnation of the power of Christ, that your soul would realize the fulfillment that has always sought. Hmm. That's something to take a big gulp over. Wow. That's beautiful. This is epic. Okay. So I am going to record this as a meditation, and then the instruction will be to do the meditation seven times and then go back and examine the thread. And I have not done this exercise, I will admit, in my readings of this book. I haven't done it ever. I mean, I've done it, but I haven't done the seven times. Oh, selective <laughs> participation. That's me. Very I love d- it. Uh, rules. I don't want to follow the rules. I, listen, <laughs> my little inner child, little her name is Rue. She Rue. throws herself on the floor and has, I don't want to do it going on. <laughs> yeah. I think this would be a beautiful um Literally like a week-long exercise yeah. to like give it some space yes. like for seven days and then to see what shows up in the seven-day experience yeah. of just being incredible. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it from today. Let's do it. till next week. Let's do it. And yeah. then like have a – that could be a whole conversation. It will. Follow-up. And I'll record this for our listeners. Of course you will. So good. For you see, the reason you have cleverly decided to trick yourself into blocking the energy of desire, the soul knows that were it to follow such a thread through whole and total commitment, it would be embarking on a pathway we spoke of in an earlier message. The pathway set before you by God that knows how to take you home. And if you arrive at home, you will, it will mean that you have had to give up being a seeker and you have had to become one who has found and you will have to rise above the crowd and you will have to give up all your identity with smallness and you will have to give up needing the approval of others. You have left the nest of insanity. You have arisen and taking up your right place at the right hand of God. It <laughs> isn't that the deepest fear you carry to totally, to actually be the truth of who you are, Christ incarnate. Yeah. I'm having a lot of tenderness, tenderness in yeah. my heart yeah, in this, in this experience. Now desire can be much fun. Ideally, once you've practiced this on your own, ask your mate or or a close friend, have you, sorry, you may have to want to show them 
the text in your book and to ask a friend if they would be willing to embark in this process with you so that perhaps once a week you can sit down together and say, what did you come up with this week? Well, <laughs> here goes. And what I love That's about hilarious. this is that Joy and I are actually living this experience right now. Totally. We are. And I think that that's just the part where I feel so reverent in what's happening. You're going to love this next sentence. Oh, my oh, gosh. I haven't read this next sentence. I know. Sentence. I just I ahead. ahead. That's so funny. I forgot that you've actually read this book before. I know, and but it lands, yes. it's landing so different. Well, you're not the same woman. This no. is this Or the same, yeah. Yeah. No, not I love the same it. river, not the same man. I love yeah. watching the twinkle in your eye as the tears permeate. Like I see them percolating. <laughs> like- it's so beautiful. It's so cute. <laughs> it's called Undressing in Front of a Friend. It's called Becoming Vulnerable with Another. It is called finding another child to play with in the kingdom so that you can go to the sandbox away from the adult world that says desire is bad. You guys be careful. You're my sandbox friend. Exactly. I love it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. You're my sandbox friend too. I'm getting all teary. It's, It's beautiful. You know, and honestly, like, it's so cute too. We're gonna. I'm gonna share a story. One time, um, I came to the studio and we were dancing around. And <laughs> I'm like, which time? <laughs> well, I, yeah, because we have a dance party pretty much every time before we start to record as part of our experience <laughs> and what we bring and share. But there was this one time where the part of you that wants to hide, like the Heidi. Heidi, yeah, Heidi. Yeah. Heidi came out and you were just like, Heidi's here and she doesn't want to play. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, you can tell Heidi to come out. <laughs> oh my God. And just like to have the safety of like being able to share the parts of us that, you know, have, I have deeply craved for friendship and relationship and to be able to have it like, and that have it be so beautiful and like to share the scary parts, like the parts inside, like, holy crap, I'm so scared to say what I'm about to say. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. And like saying, I'm saying it right now. It's on the podcast. It is. It's like it it's is. out there, man. Just like deep Ooh. desire. I have had this deep desire to feel deeply connected my whole life oh. and to not feel like I belong has been so painful in in the body that I embody and that's also my greatest joy and in my sandbox <laughs> yes. to share that yeah. vulnerability you know with and through you yeah and you begin to look at what is true and real from a place of innocence and you begin to create for yourself a support group and that support group perhaps can grow to three or four friends, or even 10 or 20, in which in which everyone is involved with getting in touch with what's really in what's what what is really in there Mm -hmm. by understanding the principle that desire is the thread that links your soul to the heart of God. Wow. And God wants only to extend through you that which expresses love in the world. It is called creation. I don't think I've read a more beautiful sentence ever in my life. Perhaps a worthwhile project, which we're doing high five. Yes. For when (laughs) you do not turn to allow the embrace of desire, there is only one alternative. It is to live in mere survival. And when you choose the energy of mere survival, the world is your master. Therefore, which you master before which you will be made to bow again and again and again and again and again. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, you will be a slave to the insanity that seems to rule this world. And you will never know peace and you will never know joy. And you will never come home, plain and simple, for you were not created to wither and die on the vine. You were made to bear forth much good fruit. 
Let the roots be once watered by desiring above all things to become the fulfillment of what God has in mind when he breathed into you the breath of life. And let that breath be received in each moment. You will come to see that the very question, the only question you need to be preoccupied with is this. How much of God am I willing to receive and allow to be expressed through me? It's called the separating of the wheat from the chafe. The chafe is the thinking of the world that would have you believe in smallness. This can only result in, the, in your perpetual suffering. The wheat is the food that gives life because it is filled with the love of God. Fear not then desire, but desire to embrace desire. Touch it, feel it, know it, dance with it, sing with it, look at it innocently, feel it woolly. And then learn to discern through the ways we've given you what desire is truly. That thread that's shining forth through all of your days and then decide to let that desire inform your choices so that you create a life that serves the fulfillment of that thread of desire. You see, I had to do the same, for I began to notice that there was a thread of desire in my heart to create some form of demonstration mm -hmm. that would be so overwhelming that anyone who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there is something far greater to life than living to survive and surviving just to live. And even when I was young, I began to get glimpses. At first they were fleeting. Something was compelling me, but as I learned to trust desire, the pictures became clearer and clearer. And as I'm reading this, I'm getting even more in touch with that energy of desire. Mm -hmm. Can you feel it deepening? I can feel it deepening. I can feel it deepening. Where is it showing up in your body? Like, it's showing up right here. Me too. Oh, like, so we're both pointing to like the, the, bridge, the bridge in between the solar plexus and the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And that this energy of desire, when I feel, when I'm mm -hmm. feeling into this energy of desire, it's really the energy, I call it freedom, but it's really the energy of like becoming more and more and more and more and more and more and more expressed. Yeah. That's really what it is. Mm. Wow. For me, that's how it's showing up. How's it showing up for you? Oh yeah. Cause like, honestly, my throat chakra feels just totally lit up. I feel lit up from like the, that place in the bridge was first where like the spreading started to happen out here, but then it's like, it's coming up and out of me. Yeah. So hot. Oh my gosh. As I saw myself standing on hilltops, Surrounded by multitudes. See, like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I marveled at the words that came through my mouth in these moments of revelation when I was still but a teenager. I saw glimpses and pictures of being loved by millions. I saw pictures and things I couldn't even comprehend because they were literally pictures of what I'm doing now. How could a teenager living in Judea 2,000 years ago have any way of comprehending the use of the technologies of your modern world in which to communicate love. Mm. It made no sense to me, but still I decided to trust it. A part of that thread was the recognition that death is unreal. Mm. And so therefore I ought to be able to create a demonstration that would prove it. Now think about that for a moment. If that thought was born in you and you tried to share it with the world, wouldn't you be told you were crazy to dare think a thought so out of line with everything the world believes? But because I followed the thread of desire, I began to realize that it kept speaking to me day after day and week after week. It wanted to grow. It wanted to be nurtured. So finally, I decided I am going to allow that thread to be nurtured. And I am going to discover where it takes me and what it's all about. Wow. The way is the way. The way is the way. And where it took me was into mastery of life and death, mastery of healing, mastery of consciousness. It took me into mastery of myself. It brought me home to my own Christed beingness. That's right. Because I followed that thread, I can talk with you today. There are many of you that appreciate what I have done because you see me as a spokesperson for the truth. Is it not time that you followed your own thread and became likewise a spokesperson for reality? 
For just as you have been sent to me, there will be many sent to you as you step from being a seeker to a finder. For as you take up... (laughs) I'm going to make that my next license plate. I change my license plate every year. My next license plate is going to say finder. No, I'm going to have it. (laughs) Finder one and finder Finder two. two. Like the things. Hilarious. How about finder and found you? Oh, so (laughs) I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, For as you take up your right place, you become a vehicle through which the voice for God will creatively touch the lives of countless persons that you may never even meet physically. You were birthed to be grand. Mm -hmm. You were birthed for greatness. Mm -hmm. You were birthed to shine forth such a light into this world that the world remembers that light is true and darkness is illusion. Be you therefore that which you are, Mm -hmm. and you are the light of the world. And I will delight in journeying with you. For if I can join with anyone to create communication, so too can I join with anyone who chooses to step into their own Christedness. And that thread is the thread of desire. Mm. Therefore, begin to turn toward the energy of desire within yourself to separate the wheat from the chaff by first learning to feel it for just a minute without judging it. And then to deepen that process. And I tell you, you will reach the point where with every breath you breathe, you are in touch with the energy of desire. And that is the only voice that will <laughs> that you will give authority to. And you won't be able to keep up with the loving creation that wants to express through you. Well, that explains what's going on with me. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) And you will marvel at the friends that come into your life and how your external solar system in which your planet is spinning changes. And you will marvel and wonder how it's all happening. And you will finally discover that you are not the maker and the doer of your life, that God wants to direct and make a life through you then you will know the truth that sets you free. Of myself, I do nothing, but my Father through me does all things, and it is very good. Be you, therefore, at peace, and desire well. For when you feel desire, you are watering your roots with the energy of life itself. Trust it, embrace it, and let the petals of the rose blossom within your holy being we love you and we are with you if you could only see how much enlightened help there is surrounding you at any moment you will never allow the fear of going astray with your desire to be victorious within your mind and you would step forth with holiness with boldness you will step forth with boldness and all things would be made new again. How much of God's love are you willing to receive? And with that, we close by saying, Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you for being with us as you witness us and you listen like we're with each other in this moment. And I sincerely hope, I sincerely desire, (laughs) you know, that's it. I sincerely Uh, desire that these words, mm. that that thread, I could see like this energetic thread and that that thread comes Mm. out of our mouths from this book, through our mouths, through our frequency, through our tone, through our vibration and reaches into your ears into your nervous system yeah, and travels down and lights up that you feel it in that spark of the divine that lives in you too. Yes. That's my ultimate. That's my truest desire. So beautiful. And I'm going to admit it. That is my truest desire. That's what being on a stage is all about. It's to, it's to ignite that spark of love and to see that fire just whoosh. Yes, the fire. Because when there's a whole world of people living with this love, 
Could you just imagine such a world? Well, yeah, I can. I can too. Yeah. A, a world where everybody just, even if you don't, there's different personalities and different ways of expressing that the creator put on this planet, that even if it's someone that you don't resonate with vibrationally, you still have reverence, even if there's no resonance that you still are like, I still have reverence for your being and that they're still serving yeah, light and love in their own way in a different way. Yeah. But that comes from acceptance. That's what was being discussed earlier in the chapters that was in and around acceptance. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So I'm definitely going to record a meditation or we can, if we have time, we can get it recorded um, about this desire. What matters is how you accept yourself. Yes. 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 What matters is how you accept yourself. Right. Oh, who cares how you'll be accepted? Who cares how you'll be accepted? You know, I heard something really interesting the day uh, or the other day, a statistic that said that, and I loved this and I want to share this because I think for a lot of people, one of the biggest fears is not being accepted. Well, and, and so I appreciate what you're saying. I recently had a whole experience with a man and I was like saying like, I didn't, I didn't want to be rejected by you. So yes. I didn't share in the moment. Right. And I think a lot of people have this fear. So I heard this thing the other day and I want to share it. So it said, um, it said that automatically in, if you're in an audience and you're speaking 10% of the people are just going to love you because of your frequency and your vibration. So no matter what you say, they're going to love you. 10% of the people are going to be able, they're not going to stand you. They can't stand you. Mm -hmm. And then that leaves the other 80% of the people who aren't sure yet. Right. And that they're going to decide whether or not they are totally on board with what you're saying or mm -hmm. not. And that if we only count 10% of the people and there's 7 billion people in the world, that that 10% is 7 million people who automatically resonate with your frequency. Oh, well, there you go. Isn't that fascinating? It's beautiful, actually. I just love that. So in the world, there are 7 million people who totally get your vibe. And there are 7 million people who will And you need do nothing except for show up. And you need do nothing except show up and, and as how you, what does this say, are accepting yourself. yourself. Which that's the point. That was the whole thing. It's like I got to look at like how I was rejecting myself and then how I create rejection in my experiences because I'm not accepting myself. That's the point. And that's what, that's exactly how mm -hmm. that energy works, right? Exactly. It's like, this is what I fear. This is what I fear. Uh -huh. So I'm going to create this experience that validates uh -huh. <laughs> what I'm fearful of. Of, exactly. Yeah. In order to learn from it. Versus this so, is what I so. love and this is what I desire. So mm. I'm going to create experiences that reflect what I love and what I desire. Yeah. Totally different creation energy. Totally. That to concludes come. lesson four on desire. Join us next week for lesson five, five. the keys to the kingdom. Mm. Ooh, I wonder what the keys are. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Oh, and don't forget to drop us a comment and ask a question. And go to wewokeuplikethis.com to join the Soul Awakened community. See you next time. Bye. Bye.